We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Roadwire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper here with Mario Puig taking a look at the Monday MLB slate. And, well, we've got a nice little Monday here. we got 12 games on the schedule. We'll see if rain washes any of them away. The only one under real threat right now appears to be in Philadelphia. So check the weather later in the afternoon just to see if there's any sort of concern there. As we do in pretty much every episode, we are going to start off and discuss the pitchers going on today's FanDuel slate. Jake DeGrom is the most expensive option. He's 11000 flat on the road against the Padres. We know the Padres really can't hit. We know Petco overall is a decent place to pitch. It makes a lot of sense to pay up for DeGrom, but on a day like today, you do have a lot of quality alternatives. Zach Greinke's home against the Braves at 9900 You got James Paxton home against the Red Sox for 9200 Assuming no issues in the Astros-Phillies game, Brad Peacock at 8900 is also in play, and even Verlander and Cole at 88 and 8700 could be considered uh, as well. I mean, Cole is really interesting because he's on yeah. the road against San Francisco, and the Giants are almost as bad as the Padres his offensively. Only, yeah, and his only concerning peripheral is the home runs, really. Like, the velocity's high, strikeouts eight over eight per nine, uh, low walks. So, in that stadium, you know, the, the thing that has undone him otherwise this year should theoretically be a minimal threat. Yeah, it's the beauty of AT&T Park. So I think as a road start goes, it's about as good as it gets for a guy like Garrett Cole today. So I think he makes a lot of sense even in cash games, but of course in GPPs. A bit cooler well. there too, 59 degrees, mostly hot weather games I would imagine otherwise. Comfortable, cool yeah. cool and comfortable in San Francisco. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez goes against Seattle. If, if Paxton weren't going on the other side, that could be a road consideration for me too, but I think it's a little bit too risky. Uh, yeah. For me, even though I do like what Rodriguez brings to the table uh, skills-wise, 
I'm never on Josh Tomlin. He's 7,700. I know he's had a couple of good starts recently. 38 on FanDuel. The wind is blowing in. Uh, How much? Like 10 plus? Uh, Let me see. I'm trying to pull up the weather. I know our site's cited a 15 mile per hour inward. Um, Yeah, Mm. FanDuel is saying the same. 15 inward. Kind of of like... the listeners can't see this but derek do you see, oh wait i had it backwards for you it's, it's going like this toward like first and home in from left yes yes that's what i meant across the diamond okay well yeah i don't know I, I don't want tomlin either way Fair enough. If cincinnati has some bats yeah, yeah. They, they can they could show up and do some damage uh, other cheap options to look at i mean i'm not on gossman he did get the the raise pretty good the other day. Yeah, not on it. Okay. Uh, Hamill at seventy two hundred against the Tigers. No. Mike Leak home against the Rockies is a hard no. Do you buy into R. A. Dickey and his recent success no. at seventy one hundred? So that's no, and not especially not there. Vince Arizona. Velasquez against the team that uh, signed him initially. I mean, that's seven thousand against Houston. No, we're not messing no. with them. So the options do start to dry up quite a bit. I don't really see. A really cheap option, maybe other than Chris Smith. Chris Smith at 5,700 going up against the Jays. If you want a tournament play that allows you to load up on bats, he's gone at least six innings in his first two starts this season. The strikeout potential is okay, not great, but if he can get you 30-some points at that $5,700 price tag, Chris Smith could actually return enough value to where the overwhelming quality of the bats you put together could work in a tournament. Yeah, if you hit on those bats, right? I mean, uh, I don't really like Smith's peripheral numbers, and obviously, low velocity guy like that is a little concerning. Um, do you do you take his low strikeout total in the majors so far to be a blip and consider him more the uh, ten? That, that was in a relief role, I guess, when he was doing like ten Ks per nine uh, last year, and before that, um, only doing five point five through two starts. If you look at him in the minors. I don't know. Like he's got. He seems like to have changed approaches, like uh, when he was younger to now, because he used to be like a low strikeout guy, and then he upped it a bit. So I don't know if he went to more like fly ball or something like that later in his career to get more strikeouts. But in any case, yeah, fifty seven hundred. It's uh, you know he's not going to be that popular. Uh, are you off of Snell? at home against the Orioles Snell I think has some big field GPP appeal too. I mean the Orioles don't walk a lot and Snell if he's good can be really good but you know the risk going in yeah but I mean at least you'd rather have a lefty going against the Orioles than a righty I would think because Chris Davis and uh, Machado's backward splits um I don't know it's a small distinction perhaps but trying to pull up their season they're ranking 18th this year against lefties in terms of Woba which is like right on the threshold of below average i guess um yeah i don't know i guess it's more so i guess it depends on just if snell shows up in his good form rather than his uh 15 walks and three innings form yeah i mean i'm lukewarm on snell but i think he's he's in play okay if you're gonna play the big field gpps and need something that has upside and and is affordable but I think if I only had one tournament dart to throw, I think I'd even go. I, I think I'd go Smith over Snell if that's okay. what the debate actually is. Uh, despite the fact that Snell's at home, which probably makes me stupid in the, the grand scheme of things, uh, well, he's been a mess. So it's hard to tell. As far as your stacks go, though, who are you most likely to stack tonight? I mean, the Rockies are back on the road now. They're in St. Louis, so the auto Coors stack doesn't necessarily apply. Dodgers against Bartolo Colon. 
will probably be popular. Wait, where's Bart now? Bart is with the Twins. <laughs> okay. And he's pitching at um, uh, Chavez Ravine tonight. So he's on the road against the Dodgers. Clayton Richards home against the Mets. That, that could be one. Is that on the main slate, the Dodgers one? Oh, yeah, it is. Nice. So you got no interest in Ryu, I assume. I'm Ryu. not using Hinge no. Ryu. No, I, I don't I don't see it. Well, yeah, Bart seems like the prime turkey. Uh, the It's in los angeles where that lefty power of theirs shows up pretty reliably and he's probably broke i mean you know not broke expired i guess would be the word what do you think about stacking marlins on the road at texas against martin perez i don't know i've never really had much luck going after perez since he uh seems to just get so many ground balls and like when he does give up damage it's probably not as many homers as it is like little chips in the armor uh i don't know it's worth a shot i guess they certainly have the power to you know the righties have the power to knock it out against him but i'm just i'm afraid of martin perez i just need him to have that that full-on meltdown where he's out after like three or four innings and then yeah a lot of cracks at the the rangers bullpen uh but the marlins i think will be a a lesser stack team that that could actually take advantage of a a nice park boost tonight yeah that's certainly worth considering that uh you know i would imagine the the dodgers are the ideal stack so uh at least the marlins you can get a little bit uh less ownership perhaps yeah the dodgers will be like the center square on a bingo card as far as stacking goes i feel like i feel like astros and um yeah otherwise diamondbacks are probably the most stackable right yeah diamondbacks against ra dickey right yeah yeah and uh velasquez i I mean i kind of like him in the long term still but if he could stay healthy but it's always hard to tell if he is and uh astros bats are probably just too good for him i think still pretty maddening though like just to just to see how good ra dickey has been like i'm has he been at all different than he's ever been though i mean it's like the overall body of work still isn't great but the recent run is there literally anything offset the the bad is there literally anything he does to like control the outcome or is it just the way the ball flails in the wind i think a lot of it is just weather dependent and i always wonder like does the desert you know, being in Arizona, does that give him any issues? Hmm, I don't. Is, is humidity good or bad for R.A. Dickey? I mean, thinking be, about the recent results, like the weather's been warm and humid everywhere, right? And, and he's, he's getting better. good results. So you send him somewhere dry, maybe this one of those spots where he's not getting that movement. And is it dry, though? I guess we'd have to Arizona? see. Arizona? It'll be dry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just remember when we were in Vegas, it wasn't that dry. So I'm, I'm going to double check on that. But yeah, if, if I would imagine, like, if it's humid, if, if the ball. If the air is thinner when it's humid, then maybe like the break is more sharp when it's humid. So if it's drier, it might loft a little bit more or something like that. Physics aside, I mean, either way, R- he still like usually is, is contact dependent, and I think that's a bad place to yield contact. Uh, so I'm not not opposed to the Arizona stack. I, I think the Mets stack. I don't I don't know how much people still avoid using a lot of bats in Petco. Like I don't know how much of that's a thing, but. Guys like Wilmer Flores and Cespedes oh, yeah. are going to be very affordable. Clayton Richard being a lefty, you know, the righty-lefty matchup for the righty hitters is good. And right-handed power is a little more stable in San Diego. Left-handed power still gets devalued quite a bit by that ballpark. Okay, yeah, I mean, Richard has had a few memorable meltdowns, including, I mean, it was in Colorado, but that 10 earned in his last start. Uh, when he's at home, still has a 5-5 five, five ERA, 5-4-9 to be specific, so... Uh, yeah I, I like them too the the Mets have been suspended has been extremely cold lately but it's, it's weird. like he's he doesn't have like a higher strikeout it's like seems like a low Babip and uh 
I don't know. I guess he could be, I mean, I guess he's always a little hurt, so that could have something to do with it, but maybe he's also just due for a correction here and why not against Richard, I guess. It's only a matter of time. Uh, moving over to the catcher spot. The first thing I, I noticed is that uh, if he plays, Robinson Chirinos has a great matchup, uh, but he's dealing with an ankle injury right now. It's forced out of Sunday's game after uh, suffering a sprain. So Jonathan Lucroy is probably in. It's righty-lefty against Adam Conley. I'd put Conley on the list of pitchers that you want to think about stacking against. Oh, yeah, for he's sure. bad. It's been really bad. So Lucroy is interesting, and I, I was saying that yes, every Lucroy. day for a no, while. But, but today yeah. is actually a today. day where he stands out matchup-wise as being particularly interesting. That Yeah, that's really hard to stay away from at 2,200. Um, I guess if you were looking elsewhere, um, Avila's 2,300 against Hamill. That's cheap. Yeah, it's so really cheap for che- Avila. Cheap catcher day is what it's called today. Yeah, um, Wellington Castillo at twenty seven hundred against Snell isn't bad either. If you're fading Snell, I mean, yeah, he could see some loaded bases. Uh, Wilson Ramos against Kevin Gossman. If you don't think Gossman's good, how has Ramos been? Do you think? Like, I know his numbers are pretty okay, but like, are we expecting him to be kind of just what he was before the injury, or should we expect more rust? It feels like it hasn't been that long since he got hurt. Yeah, he's still. I don't. He had a little run where he homered like three times right. in a week and then he hasn't homered since okay um rust or like soreness those, those kinds of things are a concern he's, he's just more of like a gpp consideration uh, based enough. on the affordable price uh, yeah, otherwise Grandall, i guess is all i'm really looking at here like it seems like oh, it's yeah. pretty narrow cut i guess the the houston guys are always in play to some extent real muto i guess against perez but um yeah otherwise the top guys it's like Posey Perez, I'm not really interested in. Yeah, Grundahl against Bart would be popular if, if you get that far down into the Dodgers stack, or if you just want to go with a one-off that might be a little lower owned than some of the hitters uh, in the meat of the order. Uh, moving over to first base, Cody Bellinger inexplicably is thirty six hundred dollars. Yeah, is, what do you think? Like sixty percent owned. <laughs> It's going to be pretty high, but yeah. then you got Votto at thirty eight hundred against Tomlin. So for two hundred more, you can get a guy that you feel even better about. Yeah, and we even if the wind's blowing in a bit, I mean, Votto can mash. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, you get Danny Valencia against the lefty as a GPP consideration. Not a bad lefty as right. we mentioned before. Uh, you look at a couple other options. I mean, Napoli. Goldie's at forty three hundred. He's a little bit cost prohibitive. Napoli against Conley at 3000 is really nice. I think it's a matter of do you have enough Rangers exposure otherwise to where you can go elsewhere at first base. If you need Napoli to kind of complete a stack at 3000, I think you can justify it. I mean, I think he makes sense as a one-off if you're like trying to get, you know, a, a lighter share scenario of uh, the Rangers, but I, I do like that stack quite a bit because Conley's AAA numbers are garbage and his velocity is down a little bit this year. Like I would be surprised if he makes more than like two starts in the majors this year. So I'm, I guess I'm expecting full on meltdown either today or the next time. Yeah, I'm just not really a believer at all. Uh, moving over to the second base position, if you're paying up, Brian Dozier against Ryu at 3,800 is in play for me. Uh, this is a guy in Dozier has three homers since the All Star break ended. Has Picked up at least one hit in every game since the break, lifting his season OPS by 30 points during that span. Uh, Jose Ramirez is pretty yeah. interesting at a similar price against Tim Adelman. I like that quite a bit. Scooter's 3,000 against Tomlin. Scooter's been a monster. And then Cleveland's one of those parks that does uh, boost up left-handed power. Wind is a slight concern, I guess. But uh, 3,000, I guess I, I like his 
just RBI odds, pretty nice in cash anyway. I'll probably end up if I'm choosing at three thousand though between Scooter and his Drupal Cabrera with Cabrera going up against oh, Richard. Right. I think I'd go as Drupal Cabrera. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, this Drupal's totally solid. Uh, what do you think about Drury at twenty four hundred? That can play, yeah. Righty, righty against Dicky. Drury's uh, like almost always in consideration for me because he's so. I like him in cash affordable. at least. Like he's just such a reliable like gap power guy, and uh, I don't know. I think I think he's going to have some big power moments in his career. Maybe not this year, but uh, his peripherals are always pretty encouraging, and he's good against righties too. Still pretty young, so I could see more improvement uh, on the horizon for Brandon Drury. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving over to third base, you know, Wilmer Flores against the lefty, 2,600. That's on the table. But Adrian Beltre for 3,600 against Adam Conley. He's at home. Yeah. That, that might be the best play of all. Like, I if, think so. If, if cost is no object, Adrian Beltre against Adam Conley at Arlington, that's a great buildup. Still some uh, other good ones, too. I mean, all of the... I'm not really on Arenado at that. I guess it's a cheap enough price, but uh, Leak's obviously been pretty good. But Turner, Sano, Lamb, all pretty interesting. Yeah, I think Jed Jerko at 2900 yeah. is back in that price range where he's worth considering as well. What do you think about Donaldson at 3300 That's pretty cheap. Yeah, is he just, yeah, is he just not Smith doing good too. enough? Like if you're not using Smith or you think I'm an idiot for making Smith a GPP call, I mean, Donaldson's They don't exactly been, have a bullpen anymore either. There, he's he's so. been waking up. And yeah, Oakland without bullpen depth is even more vulnerable. Uh, so that yeah, that's there's a, a lot of third too. base to go at here. But what what's going on with Donaldson? He's got one homer in his last fourteen, averaging nine point six Vanduul points per game during that span. Six ninety five OPS. I mean, just he hasn't been that good. Like this is this is the time to buy because the the price is down. But are we actually going to get the bounce back that we're hoping for? I guess it. I, I don't know why it wouldn't happen specifically, but uh, his strikeout rate is about 25%, which is seven or eight points higher than what it's been in the last five years. Uh, it's hard to say, like, is he fully healthy at least at this point? Like, if we believe that, then I think we could expect some improvement there, the strikeout rate to drop, you know, at least to like 20 by the season's end. And if that's the case, then Babbitt probably goes up a little bit, ISO up a little bit, generally just like a pretty strong finish starting somewhere i don't know if it's today but i don't see any reason to not pick him at that price that's pretty low against a pitcher who even if you like him as a gpp it's totally consistent to still think that smith is a bit of a blow-up risk so, oh yeah there's there's certainly yeah. risk there for a guy that age just yeah filling in a spot right he's now. on the road he's not in oakland so um otherwise like 2200 rivera tj rivera is kind of interesting as a cash option i think just because pure punt yeah right because he's just, i mean probably not any homer chance there but he might get you like 12 points with like a double and a single and an rbi or something yeah the kind of low-cost filler that opens up the salary helps you get to grant or someone helps else. you get to grom or cole or somebody yeah Grinky. Yeah. yeah if you're going frontline starter that might be one way to uh, to get there moving over to the shortstop spot would be nice to get Seager today. Corey Seager seems like a good building block, right? I mean, the Dodgers are pretty affordable as a stack on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, but you look at some alternatives, and I, I, I can't bring myself to pay top dollar for Marwin Gonzalez. <laughs> even even though he's, like, bringing Makes elite no production, like, it's it, – it, my brain won't let me do it. I think I think he's kind of just better than we expected him to be, but still, it, like, can't stay so insanely hot like this all year long, but – I've, I probably said that like two months ago also, so who knows. But Andrews at 3000 is a pretty obvious cash option, I think. Um, that's cheap for him. going. To, Reyes at 3000 I think, is 
worth a shot. Um, I'm gonna. Follow, I don't want anything to do with Reyes though. I, Andrews, I, I love Andrews. I mean, he's like the. He's, he might even be because of the the price difference, a better value than Seager. Oh yeah, I mean when, when you account for matchup too, they both have great matchups. Yeah, it's the question is upside basically. And I think Andrews has more upside than we ever realized. Over under in that game is eleven. So yeah, plenty Conley, there. Conley the, the GPP punt at shortstop. It's probably Marcus Simeon right now. I mean, twenty five hundred, getting a park boost in Toronto and going up against Francisco Liriano. I mean, look, look at Simeon's game log: twenty one and change, fifteen and change, twenty eight and twelve over his last four. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, th- I think he's he's going to see his price rise. Obviously, he still has that kind of uh, it hasn't played this year price, uh, which obviously is not the case anymore. Um, I think De Young is in play in tournaments because he just can crush anybody he gets the bat on so uh, he's 2600 it's not the greatest matchup obviously but i just think he's good and sensatella i think is just you know a guy pretty much a lot uh, of all or nothing like power potential oh totally the young otherwise I, I guess if he's in the lineup kettle Marte could be a punt play at 2200 yeah he, he could be in the mix too but he has would, a really low babbit by he's he's got good on base it seems pretty consistently his babbit is lagging but uh i don't know maybe some correction there could, could come in a hurry against dicky if if it's a uh, whatever our dry air theory comes through I had a d-backs game on over the weekend and Marte hit a couple balls really hard but right at people so right i think there is some some bad luck happening right there uh, going over to the outfield i mentioned cespedes before i mean 3300 is a tremendous price for what's really this guy tough can, to resist can do so it's buying in before he starts to turn things around but you pair cespedes with like marcelo zuna yeah you have a nice cheap foundation in the outfield and that opens up a lot of interesting possibilities elsewhere peralta's 3300 against sticky Corey dickerson's a flat 3000 there's a lot of nice plays in that middle range in the outfield yeah definitely i'm trying to see a little bit lower here what about Um, starling Marte? 3200 going up against matt kane even though it's in san francisco i mean Marte is a speed guy right they got a lot of space there so it's like if he hits a gap he can get a triple pretty easy yeah Um, and i I like righties more than lefties too for the occasional san francisco homer really is that is that just the shape of the stadium yeah lefties lefties have a really hard time hitting the ball out there cool uh jock peterson at three thousand, i think is in play a bit if you're if you're betting against snell mancini at 2900 is pretty interesting to me um he's been a bit quiet lately but i feel like he profiles as a guy who should get something going here i'm pretty sold on his bat at least um otherwise down lower um shepler has been really quiet for a while but i guess if you're going big field gpp at 2600 his power could play against tomlin uh do we have any like um clint frazier types at like 2200 i know they're not playing today but it just just that category of like young prospects who are really cheap doesn't really look like not not that i've seen i mean it's who knows maybe something will pop up between now and and first pitch tonight but yeah there's there's a lot of mid-range options in the outfield i'm almost more inclined to punt other positions and actually pay for at least like mid-tier quality dexter fowler's oddly cheap 2500 i mean leads off Sensatella's fine but not like scary right. in any way so i think your your best punt option today in the outfield is probably dexter fowler yeah that, that's definitely a good call other uh zimmer at 2500 puig yeah, at 2500 like, yeah puig and zimmer i like a lot at those prices too so um yeah puig has totally solid righty splits um 
I know he's low in the order, but he seems to be having a lot of speed power moments this year. And why not against Bart? Yeah, why not? I mean, this this could be it for Bartolo Colon. Yeah, I mean, him and him and Conley, I guess, are the people I'm going at just almost exclusively, if I can, because they. I don't think either one is long for the majors. No, I I don't think so either. By the way, we're in the second half of the season now, so you've probably been playing FanDuel all year. But if you haven't been, a lot of things have changed. There are late swap contests now, so you can edit your players right up until the start of their individual game. No more worrying about late lineup scratches, you know, sudden storms or last-minute trades. Uh, with everybody on hug watch right now, you got to be careful with that. So late swap is nice if uh, you're worried about that. Updated scoring, so you got quality starts this year. It's not just hunting wins. You can actually have pitchers kind of control more over their own performance. There's also friends mode. You can create a league for your friends, choose the days you play each week. The contests are created automatically, and a leaderboard will keep track of how you all stack up against each other. Have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Special offer for new users. Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value. Try a variety of sports on FanDuel. It's FanDuel.com slash RW. Um, one other thing that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about tonight as we kind of look at these over-unders before we sign off, the Mets-Padres game somehow has the lowest over-under. I know somehow it's just all DeGrom. Right. But I always wonder if I underrate just how much Petco can still help a bad pitcher. I mean, Julius Chassin is probably the, the best example of this. He's got some extreme home road splits. I think he's either going, I think he's going tomorrow. I'm pretty sure he's a two-start pitcher in season-long leagues. And I think I occasionally fall into a trap. So maybe a full Met stack might be too much, but the Cespedes one-off call, that's one I feel pretty good about. Like if you go three or four Mets deep, that could be a mistake on a day like today, especially because there are so many other quality options to build around. Like if you're talking like a five or six game slate or if you're going to go like four game night games only or something like that, then I think your case for stacking in Petco becomes better. I guess I wouldn't you know, strive to specifically set a Met stack, but uh, I mean, Richard being at home hasn't helped him this year. Uh, and I just think the Mets kind of fit very nicely against him with uh, Suspedes, uh, Rivera, Reyes. I think all of them can hit him. So obviously they have a couple lefty bats that are some of the best hitters on that Mets team. But I, I don't know. I, I guess I just uh, between how cheap those guys are and just how bad Richard has been, uh, I feel like it's justifiable, especially if it lets you uh, you know go get a lot of Bartolo. Uh, exposure while also mixing in Degrom, you can probably do that with uh, some of those like uh, Suspedes, Rivera, whatever those really cheap guys. But yeah, like you said, I mean, uh, at least when you have uh, Bart and Conley to go after, I, I don't really, I, I wouldn't put you know the Mets at number one, but yeah. maybe three or four or something like that. Stack wise, Bart, Bart Conley, Perez to an extent, Tomlin I think is a little bit vulnerable. Adelman, the Reds, yeah. Adelman lot of different ways to go so when you have that you don't necessarily need to go overboard in what's the lowest you know over under total because you can go second third fourth lowest and still get a great matchup in a better spot and yeah that matters and it's only i mean it's it's uh i, I think mostly it's just to do with degrom because I, I guess we can see this one being like six to one or something like that yeah you could see that all right, it's going to wrap things up for this episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Joe and Todd are back with you on Tuesday.